I made like only I can do When I start thinking I'm so far from you I wake up to hear you whisper That's not true well, Good morning, mercy You call me worthy Feels like the sun shining on my face Living's good beside of grace At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. 
At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. At our church, we're part of a global community that's knit together by the resurrection of Jesus. And by the way, at our church, we believe that really happened too. At our church, we will engage with people who are in real need because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And finally, we need you to hear this loud and clear. At our church, it's not really our church at all, it's His. And we live and move and breathe in His church for His glory and His fame, not ours. So here's the invitation. You're invited to jump in with your whole heart at your own pace and to experience the life that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church. Good morning, church. Would you please rise for our first song?
You may be seated. Well, good morning and welcome to worship. If you are a guest with us, we are so glad that you came to worship with us. We would love to give you a welcome gift. So if you have not had a chance to stop by Next Steps, please do so after worship. We've got a coupon for a free regular-sized drink at the Broken Mug. Uh, in the seat backs in front of you, you'll find a couple cards. One tells you um, what to do about prayer requests, how to submit prayer requests, about tithes and offerings. And then we also have this card. Uh, which if you call 1C, your church family, then you probably have the Church Center app. Um, if you don't have the app, or if you do, you can take out your phone, scan this QR code, and if you have the app, it'll open the app. If you don't, it'll open all this information in your web browser so that you have access to all the information um, to be connected into the life of the church here at 1C, um, including information on the things that we're going to announce here this morning. The first is we have a craft and vendor fair this next weekend, Saturday from 9 to 3, um, close to 60 vendors, I believe. And this is a fundraiser for our youth group. Also, we know it's, it's November, so Thanksgiving is coming up quickly. We have our community Thanksgiving meal. Um, you can sign up to volunteer um, through that app. Also through the, the scanning the QR code. There's also a turkey just outside the, the back doors here um, with feathers on it where you could take one of those feathers and donate an item for the community Thanksgiving meal. And then we also have tons of youth activities going on. So a couple of our youth are going to come up. Here we got Brian's going to come up. Not just, not a couple, but one. Brian's going to tell us what's going on here with the youth. Hello, everybody. So I am part of uh, our youth group here, our high school youth group. And this year we're doing a food shelf challenge. So our goal is to collect 500 non-perishable um, food items or like cleaning products. And um, if, we, if we do that, um, Thrivent will match that with $500 towards the food pantry. So that's something that we are definitely striving for. Um, yesterday, a group of, um, of our high schoolers was actually able to go out to Hy-Vee and ask people to donate, either just free will money or just to go into the store and buy some items and just donate those. And we were able to raise quite a bit already, so that's awesome. Um, so later on in uh, the year, we are going to have some more events in December as well. We're going to have two of them. One of them is the junior high and high school gift wrapping fundraiser. So this is where um, you can drop off gifts and we'll wrap them for you. And then this one is just a free will donation. And then our, another event we'll be having is our ch uh, ch children child care day in December as well. So those are things to be looking forward to. Great. Thanks, Brian. So if we drop off gifts, do we get them back? after? Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. The same ones? Yeah. yeah? Okay, good. All right. Thanks, Brian. Ruben, would you come on up? We are starting a new series today called Living Generously. And Ruben, I had an idea I wanted to share with you. So... We've got this family moving into town, and they have a son about your age. We really want to make them feel loved and welcomed, and so I was wondering if maybe you could go home and, and find um, a gift that you could bring to give to this boy so he would really feel welcomed. Yeah, I think I can do that. You think you can do that? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, why don't you go start thinking about that, taking a look and see what you can find, all right?
Boys and girls, it is time for the kids' message, so come on up front. Find a seat up here on the floor. Got some things to show you. Well, we are starting this new series today called Living Generously. And did you know that when God created us, he created us to live with him and spend time with him, and it was perfect. It was this beautiful picture of God's love for us, our love for him, and there was only one law in the garden. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And do you know what happened? They ate it. Yep, broke the law. And you know what happened then? The beautiful picture of us living with God, it was broken. Kind of like the pieces of this puzzle. It was broken. And so God gave us more laws, right? Gave us more laws to try to help us put the pieces back together. But that didn't work because we just kept on sinning more. And God gave us more laws and more. Yeah, did you have a question? That's right. Jesus came to fix it. Yes. And it's a good thing he did, right? Because when, he, when Jesus came to fix it, you know how many laws there were? There were 613 laws. Yes, that sounds pretty complicated, doesn't it? Now, I think I could put a 600-piece puzzle back together, but it might take longer than the kids' message. But can you imagine trying to live 613 laws perfectly? That sounds too complicated. I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, no, that's not one of the laws. But there were a lot of them. Yeah. And you know what? When Jesus came, someone asked him what the greatest law was. So let's see what he says. Matthew chapter 22. All right, it says, someone says, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Look at that. Jesus takes all these laws and he says, you know what? I've got two big laws I want to tell you about. One is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And when we do these two things, we get to see this beautiful picture of how God created us to live. It's a picture of God's kingdom, of him loving us, us loving him. So Jesus made it simple, didn't he? Love God with your whole heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Just two laws, two pieces that fit together and make a beautiful picture. But you know what? Even though it's simple, it's not easy. Because you know what? Sometimes we don't always put God first. And sometimes we don't always love our neighbor as ourselves. It's simple. Two pieces, but it's not always easy to do. But when we don't do it, you know what? Jesus gives us forgiveness. He doesn't give, more, give us more laws. He gives us forgiveness. He says, you are forgiven. 
Now come, follow me. And we get to try it again. And then we get to try to love God with our whole heart, love our neighbor as ourselves. And when we mess up again, Jesus says, I forgive you. Come, follow me. And so we can do that. We can simply love God with our whole heart, love our neighbors as ourselves, and we can display this beautiful picture of love and how God created us to live with him as we do that. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Did you have a question? It cracked apart. Yeah, bunch of little pieces, huh? Yep. But Jesus came and made everything new again. So let's pray. All right, you fold your hands and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness and for showing us how to live. Help us to love God first and love our neighbors as ourselves. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thanks for coming up.
Well, we know that even though Jesus came to make it simple, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself, we don't always do that. We sin, we fall short, uh, but yet we know that in Jesus' mighty, powerful name, we are forgiven. And so together we're going to confess our sins together and be encouraged knowing that because of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. Let's confess our sin with these words together. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament. And under the form of bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in his body, the church, by regular group worship, study of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. And because of Jesus' perfect sacrifice for us on the cross, his death, his resurrection from the grave, through faith in him, we are forgiven. Our sins are forgiven. Amen.
Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just thank you that you are faithful and that your goodness keeps coming after us. A prayer for Alan as he needs a kidney and was in the hospital this week. Prayers for Sean who was in the hospital and had a brain aneurysm. Prayers for my family. My husband has filed for divorce. Lord, help me understand and be strong. Prayers for a friend who has passed on and gone to be with the Lord. Prayers for a birthday wish for Morgan, that she has done all that she has accomplished and that you just bless her, Lord, in all that she does. Prayers to help Coco keep getting better. Prayers for Ian to have good test results Monday. Prayers to be with my grandma as her best friend has passed away. Prayers for my friend's six-month-old great-granddaughter, granddaughter who is hospitalized with croup. Prayer for my co-worker whose first grandson was stillborn. Lord, a prayer blessing on our upcoming move to Elbion. Bless our journey and our new jobs. Prayers for my daughter Jessica to get better from her sickness. And prayers for her job seeking that something opens up soon. Prayers for the Shane Hyatt and his family and friends. A prayer for my son who is having surgery on the 9th to remove a diseased part of his colon. Prayer for my daughter who suffers from depression and anxiety. Prayer for my youngest son who is lost and involved in bad influences and doing drugs. Prayers for myself that my surgery tomorrow will help ease my pain. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayers and for always being on our side through both of the good times and the bad. A prayer of thanks, Jesus, for blessing our young disciples' efforts yesterday. We are well on our way to meeting our food collection goal for the food pantry. Please bless our junior and senior high upcoming fundraising events, the vendor fair, child care day, busy parent and Christmas gift wrapping weekend. We know you will bless our efforts as we continue to bless our community through upcoming mission opportunities. Father, we just thank you for these prayers spoken and the ones unspoken on our hearts. Lord, you know what weighs heavy upon us. Help us to bring those to your feet and lay them at the cross and trust you. Join me as we say the Lord's prayer that he taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning. Well, kind of. It's actually evening, and I am recording the message for all of my brothers and sisters in Christ for a Sunday morning this, today. Uh, glad that we can get together at least via technology. Um, my mother-in-law has a 90th birthday, and so I'm making my way there tomorrow to spend time with her and family. Uh, but I just really wanted to share with you what's on my heart and what I would like to um, share with you about this new theme that we're going to cover that is entired, entitled Living Generously First and Best. And we're going to get into that in a moment. But if you recall last week, I had mentioned that we were done with the Chosen series and that we're going to shift gears to another series. And we are. But I couldn't help but think of a, a little about minute snippet of episode eight of season one, where Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman. And her life is being changed and transformed by the message that Jesus is giving to her. Yes, her, a Samaritan, a woman, somebody with a checkered past. And she heard, she heard some important words. So I'd like to show you that again as we make our way into today's sermon. I have not revealed myself to the public as the Messiah, 
You are the first. It would be good if you believed me. You picked the wrong person. I came to Samaria just to meet you. <laughs> Do you think it's an accident that I'm, I'm here in the middle of the day? I am rejected by others. I know. But not by the Messiah. you know these things because you are the Christ. I'm going to tell everyone. I was counting on it. <laughs> Spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. It won't be all about mountains or temples. Soon. Just the heart. <laughs> scene I mean you heard me talk about it last week where when she, when it started sinking in she almost gasped she goes <sighs> and what really changed her and what I believe would change us is we if we recall and we remember and we know for certain that the issue that Jesus said is it's just the heart it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter what you've accomplished in life. It doesn't matter any of those things. What God wants more than anything is the heart. You've heard me say a couple times since I've been here in Columbus that what we believe about God will dramatically affect our outlook on life and how we live our life. I'd like to tweak that a little bit today in light of our series, Living Generously, in light of the chosen and those words where Jesus said, just the heart. With these words, what we believe about God will dramatically affect our heart. I went back and I recalled those episodes in The Chosen from season one and the different scenes in which we find God doing his thing. Whether, whether it was Jesus with Mary Magdala, or how about the wedding at Cana, the first disciples and the miraculous catch of fish, the leper, the man lowered through the roof, the Samaritan woman. And I really think that what was starting to take place in the lives of those people, they were being able to answer some questions that maybe they couldn't answer before. And, and I'll say this, maybe these are questions that you've been wondering yourself. And that's why I think that, really, we can step into the stories of the gospel and we are just like those people. And here are the questions. Does God exist? Does God care? Is God all-powerful? Is God present everywhere? Is God all-knowing? Is God loving? Each of the weeks and throughout the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see one person after another having those questions answered. And when they had those questions answered, their lives changed. And all those question marks were now exclamation marks. Like that Samaritan woman. She's now going to tell more and more people about this good news of God's love. And in, in one way to describe that is once Jesus changed her life, she then became a steward of the gospel. It's been entrusted to her. She now knows that Jesus is the Messiah and Jesus loves. And he loves all. And I do believe that, like I said earlier, what we believe about God will dramatically affect our heart. And it is life-changing. It is life-altering. It th turns things upside down. You know, one of my favorite passages, and, and maybe it's yours, is a very familiar passage of John 3.16. But I grabbed it this time 
from the message version. And I think it says it just a little bit different. And then the last line, which you'll see in just a moment, really is the heartbeat of the gospel. This is John 3.16. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why. So that no one need to be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone, and I made that in bold, I made the letters bigger, because I think that's what's on God's heart. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. The Samaritan woman, yep, she's part of the anyone. The leper, the man lowered through the roof, those um, unschooled ruffians called the disciples. I mean, one after another, Jesus demonstrates he lives it out. That even somebody like Nicodemus, a Pharisee, who knows so much and yet knew so little, even Nicodemus can have a whole and lasting life. I'd like to take you again on a journey. This is really the theme verse uh, for the entire series and in particular for today. But there was this moment, an expert of the law that was going to come up to Jesus, and really what he wanted to do was to trick Jesus. You see, up at this point of time in history, there were 613 commandments or laws. And an expert of the law, a Pharisee, a Sadducee, would kind of sit back and be pretty proud of themselves, is that they think that them doing these things is going to make God happy. But they didn't have it in the heart. So let me share with you Matthew chapter 22. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great, first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus boils everything down to two things, but really one thing. Love. The heart. What's more important than anything, than the 613 commandments, or all these things that you think you have to do to make God happy, Jesus says, love God and love others. You mean it's not about all these other? No, it's not. And we see it, again, in the life of Jesus and all that he did, but as we now see these first followers begin to understand that it's not about all this, but rather it is about all this. Changing our heart. And then when our heart is changed, it will be evident in what we do, in our actions. And that's how it starts. It comes from God's love down to me, and then as I live it out on this earth, it becomes evidenced in my behavior. I'm going to share with you something from Leviticus chapter 22, and this takes you back into the Old Testament. It takes you to a time and place where there were these ceremonial laws that were done with the purpose to show one's obedience and heart for God. And it's really not about the sacrifice, but it is about the heart of the person. So let's look at Leviticus chapter 22, verse 18. When any one of the house of Israel or the sojourners in Israel presents a burnt offering as his, as his offering for any of their vows or freewill offerings that they offer to the Lord, if it is to be accepted for you, it shall be a male without blemish of the bulls or the sheep or the goats. You shall not offer anything that has a blemish, for it will not be acceptable for you. If you get into the book of Leviticus, you will find a whole bunch of laws, things that people were to follow. And really the reason was, again, to show their obedience, their trust, their dedication to the Lord. 
And there's some in there that seems pretty ridiculous today. But this one is not so ridiculous if you take a look at really what, what God is asking. God is asking that God's people, whether it's Old Testament people or it's New Testament people 2,000 years ago or it's New Testament people in 2022, God wants this, our heart. And he wants us, as a result of our heart being changed, to give our first and to give our best. Now, if you recall, during the announcement time, there was that conversation between Randy and Reuben. I'd like to ask them to come on up at this time, and let's see how things are going for Reuben. All right, Reuben. So did you come up with any ideas to give to the boy who's moving to town? Let's try that again. I came up with quite a bit, actually. Yeah. First, I have this, my brother's toy. Um, I'm easy to give that away. It's not mine. That one's not yours. That's your brother's. Okay. Easy, mm -hmm. easy to give away. And then I got this truck here that broke a long time ago that, well, no one in our house plays with anymore, so that'd be another easy thing to give away. A broken tractor. Okay. Then I got this Lego set that I've been wanting for a very long time, but I just got it, so that's another one. Oh, a Lego set you just got. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? Thanks for giving that so much thought. Um, you got three, three options there. Tough choice ahead of you. Um, which one do you think would really, really, really show this boy that you're excited that he moved to town? Which one do you think would be the most generous gift to give? Probably the Lego set. The Lego set? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that's a hard decision to make, isn't it? But you know what? I think you're right. I think the Lego set would be the most precious, most generous gift because it's the one that you care the most about, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. All right. So what do you think? Which one are you going to give him? I think I'm going to have to go with the Lego set. The Lego set. All right. Great job. Great job, Ruben. Thanks, Ruben and Randy. It's, it's a hard lesson to learn sometimes. What does it look like? What does it mean when we give our first and best? Well, I came across the definition for the word generous. And that's really what ultimately ended up with Reuben. And the definition is this. Generous, showing a readiness to give more of something than is strictly necessary or expected. And I'll just say as a young person for Reuben... I mean, I was clueless. I mean, life was all about me. It's what, what can I have? But I'll say, the more I've grown up spiritually, the more I begin to understand that what God wants from you and me is, is our heart, and then everything else is going to flow from that. How I love him, how I live my life, how I use the gifts and abilities and talents that he has given. Giving the first and the best. I couldn't help but think of um, a scripture in Mark chapter 12. And uh, just a little backdrop. Here's Jesus kind of in the temple area. And he is now sitting down and he is watching people's behavior. And he takes notice of somebody in particular. And I believe, I believe that Jesus is seeing the heart in action. So let me share with you from Mark chapter 12. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. 
for they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. I really believe this is an example of the heart in action. Let me just bring it back to Jim Thielen. There are times in my life, and even times now, when I get kind of messed up in my head and I start rationalizing what I do with my time and talents and treasures. Sometimes I see the scarcity of, of life and I see what I don't have and what I think I need or want. And when I get hung up there, I miss many moments. But this woman, we don't know her whole story. Sounds like she's going through some maybe not so easy times. But moved by her heart, she gave. Now, who better to notice what happens when somebody gives from the heart? Because I'll just say this. Jesus is the example of living life with love. And maybe the word sacrifice means something to you. Maybe it doesn't. But I look at Jesus and what he did for us. You see, the sacrifice wasn't that he came down to this earth. I mean, he came down as a human being and he lived on the earth. And that was really beautiful and glorious. Um, and maybe as he lived his life, um, he, you know, he got to know some interesting characters. But the ultimate moment of sacrifice is when his heart moved him to be willing to go to a cross. And then to stay on that cross to the point where he died. And then to be placed into a tomb. And then on the third day, rise again from the dead. That's the story. That's the story of love. That's a story of a heart that beats strongly for his heavenly father. But also a heart that beats strongly for people on this earth. As I was getting ready to wrap up my sermon preparation, I, I, I thought about 1 John chapter 4. And, you know, John is kind of painting this picture of this Jesus, but also he's painting the picture of what happens when people like you and me realize what Jesus did and realize that he's given us this love. When we realize that Jesus gave his first and best it begins to change us, transform us, motivate us, call us. So here's 1 John chapter 4. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. And whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. And then there's a couple more verses, but I want to bring you to verse 19. It's a short little verse, and maybe, maybe you were one of those kids that went to Sunday school. I didn't, but this is one of the Bible verses that, that they teach kids because its truth is so simple and so life-transforming. And it goes like this. We love because he first loved us. The only way it begins is when people like you and me realize and understand that God loves us with an everlasting love and that he's given us that love in the person of Jesus but he's given to us that love in a very personal way. So it's ours. It's ours. Like the Samaritan woman, she realized that the Messiah came for her. Yes, even her. And then we look at the text and we find that she makes her way back to her, her village. She shares to everybody about this Jesus. And many come to know this Jesus as the Messiah. And as I said earlier, she became a steward of the gospel. And that's where I'm going to ask you. 
If you were to describe your life, would you say that you are a steward of the gospel? Have you been entrusted with something that's very precious and very life-changing and that you are to care for it and to share it? I hope you do. I hope God speaks loudly into your heart and you realize more fully than ever before that you get to be the steward of the gospel and you get to bring this good news to family and friends and neighbors and co-workers and classmates, people you bump into. God wants to use you and he does that for his glory and to further his kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, again, we thank you for the, the good news that you have taught us. Yes, from John three sixteen, uh, that you love the world so that anyone, yes, anyone, if we believe in you, we will not be destroyed, we will not perish, but we'll have life with you. So send your Holy Spirit now into our hearts, our lives, our minds, uh, that we would not just comprehend it, but we would live this out. Thanks again, Lord, for your love for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand. Let's confess our faith together in this God that we love and who loves us so much as we uh, confess these words from the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In Numbers chapter 6, God gives a blessing to be spoken over his people. So receive God's blessings now. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.
Shades of his glory. 